Welcome to the Shortcuts to Public Speaking Success podcast from award-winning speaker Shola Kay. This is the audio version of Shola's weekly video blog. Be sure to visit sholakay.com blog where you'll find loads of video tips with helpful written summaries. Thanks for listening. Hi, my name is Shola Kay. I'm a public speaking coach based in London and my business is called Speak Up Like a Diva and Speak Up and Shine. And I help business owners to speak up, step up and get new clients using public speaking. And today I'd like to share with you the truth about my TEDx talk. And I know that a lot of people out there, uh, for them, it's their big speaking desire to one day do a TEDx talk or even more so, you know, more uh, sort of more high profile is to uh, do a TED talk and speak in front of the likes of Bill Gates and Bono and some of the most influential people in the world. Now, about a year, maybe six months ago, I had the pleasure of doing a TEDx talk here in London. And I want to share a few of the mistakes that I made when I came to do my talk. And I share it in particular because as a public speaking coach, I should know all of the, you know, the tricks in the book and how to make sure that I excel at every single speaking opportunity. But I share this with you to help you realize that it's it's human to make mistakes. It's human to slip up and things don't always go to plan. Even for somebody who has been on many stages in different continents around the world and has had lots of stage time and and, uh, opportunities to be in front of people and in front of audiences. So um, I'm gonna share a couple of major slip ups that I made with my TEDx talk. And fortunately, uh, my talk has still managed to get me other opportunities. I've, I've had some corporate speaking, paid corporate speaking gigs as a result of this and people who have uh, chosen me to come and train as a result of seeing my talk. And I talked about um, workplace empathy and how people can connect and bond better in the workplace. Uh, That was the theme. But I did make a few big slip ups and I'm gonna share those with you now. Now the first one was, although I had plenty of time to prepare, I was still making changes to my talk the morning of the presentation, which is, Shola, what are you doing? <laughs> There's a really silly thing to have done, okay? So um, I don't know why I, I did that. I think in the quest to make it perfect and to get it better and better, I didn't have a moment where I was like, right, lockdown, this is it, I'm just gonna rehearse this and get this better and better. Instead, I kept searching for, for new things that I could add to the talk and, and, and keep improving it. And I know that you will hear people say, oh, I had a a brainstorm while I was giving the talk or um, the morning of I decided I'd add an extra story. And that can be successful for people. But in my particular case, I think by sort of not having this moment where I just locked the presentation down and said, right, let's work with this. Let's make this really as polished as I can um, and, and sort of kept the door open to new content. The problem was it was it kind of destabilized me. So when I was making that presentation, instead of just being there with the audience and being fully present to them and just in the moment, my mind was still racing like, oh, okay, the bit I came up with this morning, okay, I'll I'll say it now. And and the piece from last week, okay, I should leave that. 
and 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 as a result i wasn't as comfortable making that presentation as i frequently am during the presentations that i've i've made many a time or rehearsed over and over again so that was the first mistake i guess that i made now the second one was um also in terms of the the, the, the planning of the the presentation the second one was that um, I often advocate to my clients that they have something called a, a through line or a, a sort of a phrase that's repeated throughout the presentation that people can use as kind of a hook. So if they go home and they remember only one thing about that presentation, it's that through line or the hook, or sometimes it's called a foundational phrase. Now in my early days of rehearsing the presentation, I did have a foundational phrase and I you know used it at least five or six times throughout the presentation but the problem was I went to see a speaking coach and she said to me oh that, that phrase it sounds a bit too clever it you know why don't you get rid of it I don't think it really works so I did get rid of it but the problem was I didn't replace it with something else and that was my second mistake I took something away but to my mind, it left a little bit of a, not so much a hole in the presentation, but there wasn't the same glue there that bound all the ideas together. So it, it felt like it was a bit sort of disjointed, like a, a sort of fragments of ideas and stories and bits and pieces, but they didn't kind of hang together and sit together just right because they didn't have this foundational phrase going through the presentation that linked all those pieces and made them fit sort of seamlessly together um, as uh, with a really sort of smooth, um, smooth movement from beginning to end. So that was my second mistake. So I took something away, didn't replace it with something better. Now the third mistake was that I didn't follow instructions. And what do I mean by that? Well, when we were given some information about um, how the day would run and the best items to wear and what not to wear, the instructions clearly said, don't wear dangly earrings because they, will, uh, they can affect the microphone and they can sort of tap against the microphone. So I did make note of that and I thought, well, I've got some earrings I want to wear that day. Um, I'll take them along and I'll wear them for the rehearsal and see what happens. And if it's fine during the rehearsal, then I can wear them during the actual talk. So I took these earrings along. And uh, I mean, if you've seen any of my videos, I'm not a particularly sort of vain person or, you know, I'm not massively into clothes and fashion. But I think since I was a, t a tiny baby, my mum has always said, oh, why don't you put earrings on? And I don't have them today. But it's just been in my, um, in my nature for years and years to wear earrings. So this day was no different. Anyway, took some earrings along, I wore them during the rehearsal and everything was fine. There was no interaction between the earring and the um, microphone during the rehearsal. And so I thought, okay, brilliant. I can wear them for the real life presentation. So of course, put them on and um, guess what happens? When I was mic'd up uh, behind the scenes, for my, uh, my moment in the spotlight, the position of the mic was slightly different than the position of the, the, the headset mic in the rehearsal. So this time around, 
oh my gosh, there was an interaction between the earring and the headset. So I walk out, there's the applause, you know, walk out and start making my presentation. And the first thing that happened was the mic wasn't turned on. So I, I said the first three or four words and there was no sound, you know, because the mic wasn't turned on to front of house. It was actually recording my voice, but it wasn't sending it out to the audience. So I said the first three or four words, nothing. And I had this sort of, the show must go on, we must continue, let's keep going, whatever happens. So instead of stopping and starting again, making sure the mic was on, just stopping, wait, waiting for that, and then start from the beginning, I think because of all my, my years, all my years as a professional singer, um, actually got in my way on this occasion. And as a singer, you know, if, if the music starts, you've just got to sing. You can't wait, wait, band, hold on a sec, or, you know, turn off the track, I'm going to start again. You can't necessarily do that. You just get on with it. And if you're performing for, you know, an hour, 20 minutes, 90 minutes, it doesn't matter if, you know, the audience lose a few words, right? It's okay. You just carry on and, and you'll catch it back up. Now, it's different when you're giving a speech because especially uh, at the beginning of a speech, the few words that you might say at the very beginning are particularly important because they help to set up all the information that's coming next. So I really should, in hindsight, have stopped and waited to, to make sure the mic was on. Yes, it's on. Okay, I'm gonna start again. So that was one mistake that I made, you know, actually in the, in the moment of giving the presentation. And, it, you know, whatever you rehearse, sometimes things happen that you can't predict and you just don't know how you're going to respond in the moment. So it's brilliant if you can run through all the scenarios that, you know, things that could go potentially wrong. But in that moment, you know, things happen and you just kind of do the best you can. So my years of singing training, I think, actually got in my way in this particular occasion. I should have stopped. But anyway, once the mic was on, the next thing that happened was my pesky earring, not that I'm not wearing, not that I'm wearing it today, but my pesky earring started to clank and bang against the headset mic. So I'm talking and I'm hearing this brum, 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 as I'm speaking, this like clanking sound. Again, what should I have done? I probably should have stopped, taken off the earring, just put it on the floor and said, please, can I start again? But no, I didn't. I just uh, get through this, climb every mountain. So I just carried on. And all the way through the presentation, through the TEDx talk, this earring was banging against the headset mic. So instead of me being relaxed, giving the best presentation that I could in that moment, and just enjoying being there with the audience, I'm thinking, oh no, oh, click, uh, oh, click, uh, click. And it just completely distracted me, as you can imagine. And um, I managed to get through the talk. There were a couple of bits I, I left out just because I was, um, I didn't leave them out purpose on purpose, but I was so distracted um, that I, just things that I, I'd wanted to say just got left by the wayside. And I think if I'd had more time to rehearse, if I hadn't been changing this presentation right up to the very last minute, all those key points would probably have, have been much more embedded in the presentation and I wouldn't have left them out. 
but with with the stress of this earring and you know all the stuff that was going on boom they just you know got left by the wayside and, and, and jettisoned so there are some points I wanted to make about millennials in the workplace um, and another uh, another example I wanted to give of workplace empathy and how important it is but they, they it, you know they, they didn't see the light of day those two points I just wanted to get through get be done and, and get off the stage because you know these things were, were going wrong. Anyway, I got through the presentation and of course whatever's happening, you know, you, you're there to provide that information to the audience. So if things do start going wrong, um, obviously correct what you can, stay present, stay tuned, correct what you can, and then there's a certain point at which, okay, I'm I'm just in this to get through. Let me do the best I can, let me serve the audience in the best way that I can, and let's just proceed till the end. So managed to make it through till the end of the presentation and um, got off stage, okay, thank goodness it's over. But the next thing, of course, is that the when you make a TEDx or a TED, um, it's not just about the audience in the room. These presentations are recorded and they're loaded onto the TEDx or the TED website. So when I heard back my version of my presentation, of course, there was this continual clank, clank, clank. So the first thing I did is I asked if the sound people could actually get rid of that um, interference and, and see if they could, you know, maybe play around with the waveform um, in the audio and, and cut out all those, um, you know, irritating and distracting banging sounds. So the first part of that wasn't so great. What ended up happening was it, it some of the higher frequencies of my voice of my um, of the sounds I was making speaking were lost when they cut out those clanking. So it sounded like I was very lispy. <laughs> so I thought, no, I can't, I can't have that happen. So then what I did is I found uh, my own sound person and asked him if he could work on the sound on the audio, and that resulted in a better um, a better job. But in the meantime, the first video had gone up onto the TEDx website and there were some nice positive comments, you know, an initial surge of views because the video was fresh and new and had gone up. But then in the bid to try and improve the audio, once I had a better version of, of the audio, I asked the organisers if they would kindly resubmit the video to the TEDx website, which they kindly did. And TEDx, they accepted the new video, but the problem was they couldn't keep all the same comments. So all the comments that I had and all the, the sort of positive comments and the initial views basically got wiped away. And so it, it just looked like the video, you know, had no views basically, um, which, you know, was a bit of a blow to my ego, but you know, the wider scheme of things, you know, what does it matter? At least it's up there. So, um, so yeah, so that, those were, that's my sort of litany of things that went wrong during my TEDx presentation. So I would love you to learn from my mistakes. And the reason I share this with you is, is so that you can learn and, so you, and that you can see that even somebody who's been on stage for many years and has given lots of presentations and performed in front of big audiences can still screw up. So don't be too hard on yourself if things don't go the way that you planned them to in your next presentation. So just to summarize the, the things that I learned from, from running, doing my TEDx. First of all, 
Don't keep changing your presentation right up to the last minute. Doubtless, there are moments where we have an inspired thought or there's, there's something we, we feel we must include and it does enhance the presentation. But if you possibly can, try and lock it down at least, I don't know, a week or two beforehand so that you really do have time to, to rehearse it fully and to feel really comfortable that that presentation is embedded inside you. And, you, you know, if you happen to recite it backwards, you could, you know, you just feel really comfortable with it. The second point was that um, I took out something, I took out a key part of my presentation and I didn't replace it with anything else. And as a result of that, it you know, didn't hang quite right, didn't fit quite right to me. Now, it, again, it hasn't been catastrophic. I've still managed to get other opportunities from it and people have still said they've enjoyed it. But if you take something away, then understand what you're taking away and, and assess whether something should be put in its place. The third point was around, uh, you know, there was mic failure as I walked out. If you're in a situation where it's being recorded and possibly where the recording is gonna be viewed by more people than the actual in-house, in, in the live presentation, and you're actually told beforehand, hey, if you need to stop, if you make a mistake, stop, you know, just start again, we can erase the problem which we were, then go ahead and do that. Don't feel you've got to just kind of soldier on. Um, use that to your advantage and stop if you need to and start again. And then finally, um, if you are given instructions about, you know, what to wear, uh, you know, what, what to have hanging off your ears and what not to, then listen to those instructions because the rehearsal may not be exactly the same as the live performance or the live presentation. So I hope this helps and go on out, apply. There's TEDx talks happening. I think there's supposed to be one happening every five minutes around the world. So if you are keen on doing a TEDx, then there is a central website where you can um, find all the TEDx happening in your local, in your country or in your area. Have a go, apply. And, you know, I hope that you get to do all the presentations that you love, whether it's TEDx, whether it's a presentation to your local business group, whatever it may be, good luck out there and learn from my mistakes. Don't do what I did. <laughs> Take care, bye. If you want more resources to help you ace your public speaking, then head on over to sholakay.com. You can sign up for helpful weekly tips, download a freebie, or learn about online and in-person live events. See you soon and keep on speaking up.